The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Your story. Story is that before the Balshamtov was revealed, he used to travel around with his uh, Talmidim, with other tzaddikim nistarim, with uh, hidden incognito holy people. And uh, so one time the Balshamtov visited, in there, Balshamtov visited a very poor man and woman who lived in a little uh, cottage outside on the outskirts of town. They showed up on an Erev Shabbos. The Baal and his Talmudim showed up on an Erev Shabbos. And uh, they basically invited themselves for Shabbos. So, like I said, this, this poor couple, they didn't have money, which that's what it means that they were poor. So they didn't really have Shabbos fare that was suitable for guests, especially multiple guests. So they took all the money in their house, and they, they went to town, and they bought uh, Shabbos food. And they cleaned them out. That was it. They had to drain the savings account. That was it. So, and they were happy to do it because they were poor, but they were happy with their lot. They were always satisfied, even though they had very, very little, and they were, they were happy to, to be hosts. Anyways, after Shabbos, the Balshamtiv says, we're going to stay. Okay, well, they're going to stay. They don't have any more money. They don't have money, so and they already, you know, they spent everything. They started selling stuff in the house. So they took whatever the valuables they had, whatever they had, they didn't, you know, didn't have much. And they went to town, they sold it, and they bought, you know, brunch for a Sunday morning, bagels and locks, whatever, you know. They brought it back. Baal Shem Tev and his Talmidim, they eat. Comes Monday, says, we're going to stay. So they look for more stuff to sell. Tuesday, Wednesday, each day, <laughs> until finally the guy has nothing left to sell, um... And he doesn't want to be rude. He doesn't want to say no. He doesn't want to say, I, I can't do it. So finally what he does is um, he looks to his wife and says, you know, our one way of making parnosa, our livelihood, not much, but we have this little scrawny cow. And the scrawny cow, you know, the scrawny cow gives milk. A little bit of milk, not much milk. It's a scrawny cow. But the scrawny cow gives milk. And, uh, you know, that's what we live on. But we sold everything we have of value, and now it looks like we're going to have to sell the scrawny cow. Now we're going to sell the scrawny cow. That's our entire means of making a livelihood. But what can we do? The, the, this, this, and he doesn't know it's the Balshamtiv. He doesn't know it's even a tzaddik. He, he just knows it's a Jew who wants lodging. He says, "But these guests, they want our hospitality. So well, let's do it. Let's sell the scrawny cow." So the wife, she was also very kind, and she was also very, very humble and simple, and she says to him, okay, go sell the scrawny cow. So he goes to town, he sells the scrawny cow. And after he sells the scrawny cow, it dawns on him, this is it. Like, you know, his whole life, he never, ever complained about money. He never davened for Parnosa. Um, he was always content to get by on what little he had. But now things are serious, because now he sold the scrawny cow. See, the scrawny cow wasn't much, but at least it was a way of making a living. Now that's gone, there's no way of making a living. So he was depressed. He started walking, and he walked into the forest. And as he's in the middle of the forest, where no one can hear him, or so he thinks, as you'll see, he says, he says a prayer. He says, Hashem, in my whole life, I never davened for Parnosa. I never asked for money. I was always content to get by on what little I had. But now you see, I sold the scrawny cow. Even the little meager amount of livelihood that we were able to scrape by selling the, the milk from the cow. Now I don't have that. 
We have nothing. And uh, I've never done this before. Hashem, I've never done this, but I have no means to make a livelihood anymore. I have to ask, please, Hashem, help me. We need money. So as he's davening, he hears laughter. In the middle of the forest, which is very strange, why is he hearing laughter? He looks over, and he sees the town drunk. The town drunk, he knows who the town drunk, everyone knows the town drunk. The town drunk's lying in the forest, and he's laughing. And he says, listen, you look like an honest guy. I'm going to tell you my secret. I guess it, I, I just have to tell someone my secret. It's too delicious to keep to myself. You see, everyone thinks I'm a drunk. They don't know. I'm a man of leisure. This is a lifestyle choice. This is, this is how I want to live. I'm really very wealthy. They think I'm just a bum. I'm not. I have a fortune. I keep it here in the forest, in the tree, in gold coins. And I go into the forest. I take a gold coin out of the tree. I go into town, and I buy drinks with it. And I get drunk, and I come back in the forest. I pass out. And the next day, I take another gold coin and do it again. And I have enough to do this for the rest of my life. Nobody knows my secret, and now you know, and I trust you. Very strange encounter. Okay, fine. Whatever. I don't, I don't know what the connection is with that and, you know, davening for money. I mean, this is, this is, the money belongs to the drunk guy. Okay, all right, fine. The next day, our protagonist goes into town to go um, look for work. He doesn't have any means for making a livelihood, so he figures I'll, maybe I'll do some menial labor. I have two hands. I'll, I'll go work and I'll, I'll schlep I'll do something with my body, and I'll, and I'll make a couple coins, and you know maybe we'll be able to eat today. So he goes into town to see if he can get some, uh, uh, a, you know, basic like uh, day day employment. And as he heads into town, he sees there's a there's a funeral. So he asks, "Oh no, who died?" They said, "Oh, it's the drunk, and he has no family, nobody to pay for the funeral." The Chavrach Gedisha is paying for the whole thing. The burial society is paying for the whole thing. He, he died. So he just realizes, you know, a light bulb goes off. And he runs back to the forest, takes the gold coins. This, this drunk died. He has no heirs. He has no family. Takes the coins. He goes to Chavrach Gedisha. He pays for the funeral. And he gives a nice extra bonus. And with the, with the money that's left over, he goes and he starts a business. And with the business, he starts making real money, and one thing leads to another, he becomes very wealthy, extremely wealthy. He becomes so wealthy, he moves out of his little town, he moves to a big city, he buys a big house, and he becomes a a very uh, respected head of the community. Now, after he became wealthy, this gentleman, he had a pastime. He used to use his money to go travel uh, the kind of tourism he did was he liked to do tzaddikim tourism. He would go meet rebbes. He would go, if he would hear about a holy person, he would go to that tzaddik and get a bracha. And uh, that was his thing. That's what he liked. That's what he spent his money on. So he hears about this tzaddik called the Balshamtov in Mezhibuzh. So he travels to Mezhibuzh to meet the, the holy Balshamtov. And as he comes face to face with the holy Balshamtov, he recognizes him. This is the guy who came to our house years ago. Remember, our story now is years in the past. This is the guy came with his friends to our house on Erev Shabbos, didn't leave, invited himself, stayed for a week, and literally ate us out of house and home. And this is the, the Holy Baal Shem Tov. Now, he knows. 
You don't second guess a tzaddik. He knows that the Balshamtiv knows what he's doing. But it, it, it's so confusing. He says, Rebbe, I'm not questioning, but it's so difficult to understand what happened the first time that we met. Balshamtiv says, Yeah. I can explain that. Let me tell you something. You're rich. You know why you're rich? Because you had a fortune with your name on it in heaven. It was allotted to you and your wife. Parnosa is because of the wife, usually. The money was in your bank account. Up there. There was one little problem. You never made a withdrawal. You never went to the bank and made a withdrawal. So you have the money in your account. You never asked for it. You never davened for Parnosa your whole life. And I knew that the problem was the scrawny cow. That as long as you had that illusion that, oh, this is our means to Parnassah, you were limiting it. You were limiting Hashem. So I knew I had one mission when I met you. I had to get that scrawny cow out of your life and force you to go ask Hashem to give you what Hashem wants to give you. Late Zaina Hasog is according to his broad thinking, not your limited thinking. So that's the story. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.